subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family owned and operated, a no pressure, laid back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Gimme the Hogs! Here comes Black and the Razorbacks into the front court. 13.07 to play in the game. Anthony in the corner, left side council. Hogs by 26. Graham at the high post feeds Nick. Smith lobs to Council. Wow, what a play. Council with a throw down off the lob from Nick. 62-34. to Well, welcome in. Glad you're here for a midweek edition of the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I say a lot of stuff. I really want to talk about three things. I want to talk about the Razorback basketball win over Georgia. The baseball teams come from behind victory over Grambling and the Alabama basketball situation that seems to be the dominant story in college sports today. So let's get busy. 4.40 to play in the game. Oquendo drives the baseline, blocked from behind by Council. Ricky blocked it, came out of there with the ball. Into the front court, Smith pull up for three, and it's good. Smith started running back down the floor the minute it left his hands. 26 for Nick Smith. It's 85 to 51. I see what all the fuss is about. I got to tell you, I wondered, kind of like the rest of you, I would imagine, during the course of the season, when people would talk about how good Nick Smith is, is going to be, and what the NBA people think of him. I got to admit, there were times I wondered to myself, is he really that good? I think he's really that good. You know, when you watch him shoot, it's different from everybody else. From the way he elevates, he's hit a couple of jumpers from the right elbow uh, that's really got him started in both games. And I mean, the way he elevates on just a simple jump shot like that, the way the ball leaves his hand, the spin, the way it goes through the net. It's just different than everybody else. It's a cut above. And all of a sudden, with Nick Smith scoring 26 and Arkansas routing Georgia, all of a sudden, everything seems possible again. You know, you look at this Razorback team and you think, well, I don't know. I sure wouldn't want to play them. They're definitely trending up. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I'm not all caught up in seeds like a lot of people are for the NCAA tournament. I've just seen enough of them to know that, you know, when you get into that environment, seeds don't matter as much as you think. And, um, you know, if Arkansas is playing their best basketball, I don't think there's anybody out there they can't beat. Now, if they're not playing well, they could lose in the first round. But, again, with Nick playing the way he's playing, with the way his teammates have accepted him back, the way they've modified their roles – over the last two weeks, even after a time when they were playing really well. You know, you can argue they played their best half of basketball in the second half at Lexington, and they did that without Nick Smith. You know, so you've got guys who have, in many respects, kind of put their egos in the back seat for a little bit because they know Nick makes makes them better, and they believe in him, and they like him, and there's not resentment, and I think They've got an opportunity to bond in a hurry, and I think we saw some of that 
in the game against Georgia. In fact, I think we saw a lot of that in the game against Georgia. It's interesting, you know, the way this Smith saga has played out over the course of this season. Fans were so looking forward to watching him play, and then he's not playing. And you wonder, is he coming back? And then when you hear, well, maybe, you know, frustration begins to build. And fans, and a lot of people did this. They said things they probably really didn't mean. They said things out of frustration. They wondered if he'd be back. How many people do you know that said he's never going to play for the Razorbacks? I don't know if you had an opportunity to hear Nick on Muss's radio show Monday night. But I asked him about it. Here's what he had to say. You know, whatever that happened between those months I went through, I was going to come back and play regardless. You know, I made a, a commitment to Coach Muss and the coaching staff that I was going to come and play. And I felt like that wasn't in my character just to go in and leave. I just wanted to go out there and play the best as I can. And especially, you know, knowing the team situations, I wanted to go out there and, and try to help the guys win. You know, what I see when I watch him play is a guy who loves playing basketball. You know, we played that highlight a minute ago when, Um, You know, he hit the three-pointer and ran back down the floor. Truth is, I didn't really describe it as accurately as I probably should have. He didn't run back down the floor. He jumped back down the floor. I mean, he was like a deer jumping back down the floor. He was so excited. He was pumping his fist. And you could tell that, you know, he just really was happy about being able to do what he loves to do. And I promise you, Just in the limited contact that I've had with Nick Smith, there's nothing he enjoys more than playing basketball. And I think we are seeing that joy in him, and I think it permeates to the other guys. And I don't know how far this team's going to go. I don't know how they're going to do the rest of the regular season. But I know they're better with Nick Smith. And that was what was very evident last night. Now, it's not just Nick Smith. I mean, when you look at this basketball team right now, there are a lot of guys – that are playing well. Must talked about that post game. Our team has done a really good job of understanding our strengths and our weaknesses, especially offensively. You talked about the field goal percentage because you know we have not been a team that's made many threes this year. But the team that we've had for much of the season is not the. That's not exactly the team that we built. I mean, you can see the impact that Nick had and the guys that have played. I give them a, a ton of credit because they kept hanging around and and they competed every night. And then you add Nick. And now we're a much better and a more, way more well-rounded offensive team. Now we all know what's still ahead. They've got two road games and then a home game against Kentucky before they go to the conference tournament. They play Alabama Saturday. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast today. But, you know, Arkansas looked good. And you have to hope that they can continue to get better. Because, you know, that team last night, that team against Georgia – They can beat a lot of teams, even those that are going to be in the NCAA tournament. So basketball's fun again all of a sudden. And uh, I think people are filled with promise as we look toward the postseason. Hey, let me talk to you for just a moment. Those of you who are in the real estate market, those of you who are thinking about buying a home, those who are selling a home, maybe you have to. Maybe you're moving. Maybe you've been transferred. Maybe you're moving into town. Perhaps you're a first-time home buyer. Let me recommend Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Here's what you're going to find when you partner with a Weicker Griffin or with a Griffin Company agent. Best trained in the business. There's nobody out there that trains their agents better than Weicker Realtors. And what that gives you as someone who understands the game, so to speak, in a way others don't. It's not a side gig. It's not something they do to pick up some extra money. It's what they do every day. It's how they make their living. 
That means they got to know it backwards and forwards. That benefits you. Because when you understand the market, when you know the game, that allows you to negotiate at your best. And that benefits you, whether you're the seller or the buyer. It gets you from contract to close, and it gets you where you want to be at the end of the transaction. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They've got an office in Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town, and you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. Elmo would like the Hawks, Chuck. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Gimme the Hunch Chuck Podcast presented by White Curve Realtors, the Griffin Company. All right, let's talk a little baseball as we continue on the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. It looked kind of dicey for the Razorbacks yesterday. Hogs trailed Grambling. Maybe there was a letdown after that big tournament down there in Arlington. They had to come from behind to win the ball game. I don't think it's a game, very frankly, that people are going to remember even in April. They might because it was the home opener. But uh, bottom line is they won the game. This was DVH post-game. We were concerned about this game. A little bit of a trap game, you know, traveling back, getting back late, big tournament, a lot of hoopla, big win on Sunday. Yesterday, we don't have a, you know, a team practice, and you can just kind of think, how's this going to go? A lot of new players, and uh, I thought offensively we did a pretty good job. I mean, this is some different type of pitching that we saw from that starter. We've seen him before a little bit. We tried to work at it and train them for him today and a little bit yesterday, but until you get up there and see that thing floating around, it's, it's difficult when you're going from 95 mile an hour, 93, 95, every pitch to you know, 72 to 78 with a little deception. So the Razorbacks are three and one, and they'll play a three-game series at Baum Stadium this weekend. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curb Realtors, the Griffin Company. All right, let's talk about the big story in college sports. It involves the Razorbacks because they're going to play Alabama on Saturday down in Tuscaloosa. Alabama's in a mess, um, a big mess of their own creation, frankly. And the next 24, 48 hours are going to be very, very interesting in terms of uh, the future of that program, future of this season, future of Nate Oates, future of Brandon Miller. Uh, They play at South Carolina tonight. Um, All the eyes in college basketball are going to be on that floor to see if Brandon Miller plays. If there's not an announcement today that he's not, you can bet the college basketball world and really beyond that 
We'll be watching to see if he plays tonight, and that's going to tell us a lot about you know, what the next week or so may, may hold. A little bit of background before we really get into this, and I'm going to play you what Nate Oates said today, or said yesterday, rather, that has uh, uh, really caused all the furor. Uh, last month, uh, then-Alabama basketball player Darius Miles and a longtime friend, friend of his from middle school, were charged with capital murder in the shooting death of a young woman. Happened just off campus in Tuscaloosa. If, if you know Tuscaloosa, the Strip, which is kind of their Dixon Street, I guess, I mean, it's just right there at the campus. It's a lot closer even than Dixon Street and the heart of the U of A campus are. This happened, uh, well, it was technically off campus, but right there by campus. It was actually, you know, Bryant-Denny Stadium, for example, is not very far from that. Obviously, there was a disagreement. You don't have a shooting death without a disagreement. Um, Darius Miles, according to a hearing that occurred in Tuscaloosa uh, yesterday, um, obviously he was one of those involved since he was charged with capital murder, texted his buddy Brandon Miller, best freshman in college basketball, and said, I need you to bring me my gun. And so Brandon Miller... Brings him his gun, lets him know that it's loaded, lets him know that it's ready to go. Now, we didn't know all this when this happened in January. All we knew was that a 23-year-old mother who was in a car with her boyfriend was shot and killed. Apparently, based on the testimony that came out Tuesday, yesterday, as we record this, um, apparently, according to the testimony, Miles's buddy uh, was very interested in this young woman. And her boyfriend was in the car, and essentially they informed him that, hey, man, she's not interested. So makes the guy mad and calls up Brandon Miller. And as we learned during testimony, Miller's car was there. Another Alabama basketball player, Jaden Bradley, was there. They blocked in the car that was occupied by the shooting victim and her boyfriend. The Davis guy gets the gun, fires up to eight shots. He's walking around. He's walking around the Jeep that the victim was in. That's when Brandon Miller's car got hit. It was was actually his buddy that sprayed his own car with bullets. Now, the boyfriend had a gun, and he returned fire, and he hit Miles' friend. Um, But that's, at least according to the testimony, that's the Reader's Digest version, I guess I could say, on on how how it all went down. So they've known for over a month, they, at least Alabama's known about this for a while. Nate Oates made some comments yesterday that were... You know, well, let's just let them speak for themselves. This was Nate Oach yesterday. It's sad. We knew about that. I mean, I, you know, can't control everything. Anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any trouble, type of trouble on this case. Like, in the wrong spot at the wrong time. I think that's an interesting soundbite. Um, you know, sometimes you've got to listen to something, or at least I do. You've got to listen to something five or six times. Before you really, uh, before you really get the full meaning, uh, I'm a big believer in body language. I'm a big believer in voice inflection. I think when you're looking at somebody, I think the way they their their body 
works when they're saying it. I think that tells you a lot about whether or not they mean it. I think that you can hear body language on the radio, for example. I think you can hear a smile on the radio. I think all those things become audible. I think voice inflection reveals you know, the depth of your meaning sometimes. And a lot of people have analyzed what Nate Oates said. Now, I've, I've kind of put some of that analysis uh, to work as well. The things that jump out at you, and it's, it's the shock value, frankly, that jumps out at you when he says, we can't control what happens when they're away from practice. Um, he said that um, he's not in any trouble. And then he said, wrong place, wrong time. Now, those things jump out at you as being um, just incredibly indifferent. I mean, it's Greg McElroy is probably the most prominent Alabama alum out there right now in terms of media, former player. He called it despicable and embarrassing. This is an Alabama graduate uh, making the comments that he made. So they do kind of defy comprehension when you hear those words. But to me, to me, the most important words that he said in that soundbite were the first words he said when he said, yeah, we've known that. That goes to the heart of the matter to me. Yeah, we've known that. In other words, this guy's played. Jaden Bradley's played. Nate Oates is coached. They've gone about business as usual. Now, Nate Oates had a big prayer at practice yesterday. But aside from that, It's been business as usual. While the family of a 23-year-old murder victim mourns. This is not he said, she said. This is not a DUI. This is not shoplifting. This is murder. This is gun violence coming to the SEC. You know, coming to the Alabama basketball program. And um, the way they handled it was about as poorly as a crisis could be handled. Um, now, I know they issued a statement later in the day, but Oates, those weren't Oates', Oates words. Oates' words came in the afternoon. Uh, as a caller said on the morning rush, when somebody shows you their true colors, believe them. And that's what he did. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to sometimes understand what it's like to walk in someone's shoes. And it's easy to stand from afar and cast judgment. Um, and I understand all that, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to do that. But, you know, this is not a leader of men. It's a leader of basketball players. I mean, he can obviously coach. He can go get them. He's a leader of basketball players. But I don't know that he's a leader of men. I mean, this is, uh, this is something that goes beyond your mission as a basketball coach, goes to your, your, your mission as a mentor, as a true leader. As someone who lives the cliche of we're preparing our student-athletes for life. Um, Miserable failure all the way around. And um, if Brandon Miller plays tonight, I think that tells you everything you need to know about Nate Oates and the Alabama administration and what that university stands for. Um, If he plays tonight, we'll know. Um, This is... um, there are going to be people lose their jobs over this. I don't know if it's going to be Nate Oates, but there's going to be people lose their jobs over this. Um, this, is, uh, this is a scandal that the rest of America will not let Alabama push under the rug. It's not going to happen this time. And um, I wonder if Brandon Miller will play again 
for Alabama. Um, I wonder what they're going to look like on the floor against South Carolina. It's almost embarrassing, and I said this on the air during the morning rush, it's almost embarrassing to talk about basketball, you know, how this is going to affect basketball. It's, um, I feel almost demeaned to do it, honestly, because um, if we've gotten to the point in our society, and maybe we have, where winning ball games and maintaining your, your, your look in the public eye and maintaining revenue, when we've gotten to the point where we put that over, you know, getting to the bottom of a murder, then God help us all. Because, uh, my goodness, we failed if we've gotten to that point in our society. Maybe we have. I don't know. But um, I wonder if he's not played his last game. This will probably uh, have an effect on Arkansas's game Saturday. Whether he's there, whether he's not, whether they're at full strength, whether they're, you know, uh, got half the team there. It's going to have an effect. Um, I don't know what kind of effect, to be very honest with you. Um, I don't get the sense that the Alabama fan base is rallying around the flag, that they are defending Nate Oates. Oates. I'm sure some of them are. But my sense today is that um, there are a lot of Alabama people that are saying, you know, we can abide a lot of things, but we can't abide this. And um, I just can't help but wonder how this is all going to play out for him. Everybody has a defining moment. Everybody in their life has a defining moment. This is Nate Oates' defining moment. And it's going to determine, uh, it's going to determine his future and his family's future, and it's going to determine, at least in the short term, the future of that Alabama basketball program. Uh, this is the story in the college game right now, and um, it really does transcend college basketball. And um, it, is, uh, it is a mess, and it is a mess to end all messes as far as Alabama's concerned, and they've put themselves, put themselves into it. All right, I know that's not the happiest note, to uh, wrap up the podcast today. I've rambled on about it, but I, I got strong feelings about this. Um, I've been around a while now. I'm, uh, um, you know, I'm past the point in my life where winning is something that you do at all costs. It's probably a point in my life when I did feel that way. You know, whatever you got to do. Um, but I don't feel that way anymore. And I think that, you know, what we're seeing unfold down there right now is, is tragic on so many levels. Um, but, you know, there is a basketball game tonight involving Alabama. There is a season that's not going to be canceled uh, because of what's happened. And so um, it's hard to mesh the two and feel good about it. But, unfortunately, that's kind of where we are. All right, that's enough for today. Razorbacks are going to play Saturday. We'll get back to that on Friday. When we join you for the weekend edition, we'll probably have a lot more answers to the questions that we do not have answers for today. But uh, we'll do that on Friday. Hope you'll make plans to be with us then. Have a great rest of the week. Till Friday, thanks for listening. Give me an H. Give me an O. Give me a T. Give me an S. What's that spell? Give me the hug. Chuck. <laughs> This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.